Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Hiring is hard. Express employment professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit expresspros.com to let the pros help you. Express employment professionals is your full service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman and I Radio Podcast. You're about to start your f- movie. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. Thanks, babe. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I when I got the offer, I'm I um I looked at it and I started crying because I was like, nope, good things don't happen. Not this, <laughs> this year. year. Not this year. Not up in here. Nice try, Satan. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that nice spam that you sent me. Yeah. And uh, straight to straight yep. to trash. <laughs> nice try. And then I saw Nashville. I was like, oh, someone's being dirty with me. <laughs> <laughs> They're really going the extra mile to mess with me. Someone's really not being nice to me right now. Um, but yeah, no, it's super excited. It's we're filming a little a little northwest of town. Uh, but I'm so pumped. But um, yeah, but I got my COVID testing the other day and we have to get it like every other day. So I'm just pumped. A lot of sticks up your nose. <laughs> that sounds like fun. How are you? Are you are you excited to be the man of the M- month? <laughs> Mr. Mom? Absolutely. No, you That's where I do best. You're more than Mr. Mom. I know that. But anyways, more importantly, I've had this topic on my brain for the last week. Wait, time out. I'm sorry. Should we introduce Easton and Danielle cuz they're back? Oh yeah, we have to. Easton? Easton. Hi. Hi. Uh, Easton's back. Easton's back. And Danielle is now going to be hopefully with us as well. Say hello, Danielle. Hi. Okay, uh, so I don't know what Mike is going to say, so please enlighten all of us. Okay, yeah, this is a conversation for all of us. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. And it came up when I was at my uh, my buddy's bachelor party a weekend ago, or two weekends ago, I guess now. And the, we were sitting around the camp, a fire one night, smoking a cigar having a drink and the alien the aliens 
the topic of aliens came up. <laughs> That's funny. Like, aliens. Aliens. And it, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm not. Really? Not really. No. Okay. But when it comes to aliens, those mother effers exist in my mind. Okay. There's not, and I've been going deep into podcasts. Like Joe Rogan had this guy, George Knapp and uh, Jeremy Corbell. Okay, I just started watching the Bob Lazar Netflix documentary that Jamie Corbell is the director, producer, and writer on. And this guy, Bob Lazar, who in the 80s basically blew the whistle on Area 51. Okay. Like he exposed it. Yeah, essentially. He worked okay. at this place. What do you mean, essentially? Like, he, give me all the facts. We need the facts. I'm still learning all the facts. Okay, well, give me the. Bob give Lazar me, give worked, me the, on, worked at this place called S4, Site 4. S4 which was like an Area 51, like an unknown government site in north of Vegas in Nevada. Okay. He he said that at S4, they had nine UFOs, spaceships, essentially saucers. Okay. Some, Saucer. Such a funny word. Yeah. Saucer. <laughs> Some were, for, were functional. Others were bits and pieces. His sole job, so they compartmentalized the people working on these things. His sole job was to work on the propulsion and basically reverse engineer the propulsion mechanism that these UFOs used to fly. Yes. Question. Uh, were there aliens inside the UFO? Like, did he see aliens inside no, the UFOs? No, he just saw the... Them flying in the air. No, he just saw them in the base. Oh. And he worked on them. Oh. Okay. okay. But the people who worked on propulsion couldn't talk to the people that worked on the electronics, that couldn't talk to the people that worked on whatever. So they kept them all very compartmentalized. So basically, I'm still, again, I'm still learning about all of this and like how deep it goes. But he said that it, it couldn't be anything that, the, te the technology didn't exist for us to have it. So it's not like ours and we just haven't released the technology. It's not Russia's and we, they just haven't released the technology. It's a physical impossibility for us to have this technology because we can't even replicate it yet. So anyways... This just gets me in my whole, gets me going down a wormhole of just aliens and do they exist? And, you know, you said the point that I said to my buddies last weekend, which is great. It's like, at this point, I almost want the government to come out and just, just tell us, or maybe that we even get invaded by aliens because what, <laughs> listen to me. What you better? want us to be invaded? By Listen aliens. to me for a second. What better? <laughs> okay, we've had we've had all you know, you know, the Black Lives Matters. Um, we've got COVID. Right. We've got I mean, everything else. It's twenty twenty. Right Might as well invade us, aliens. If you're listening to this, if you're pick, picking up our <laughs> so frequency, you're asking for twenty twenty to be invaded by aliens. Look, I'm just saying, what better to unite this effed up world right now than us realizing that we're not alone, and actually we are all the same. If, yeah, if we learn, like, if we learned of extraterrestrials, now we're not alone. It would un, it, it would have to unite us. And that's what I said. I was like, I would hope that it would unite us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy when you said that because I was like, that was ex my exact point to all my buddies. I was like, I would really hope that that could unite us. If that couldn't unite us, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> we got no shot. Do you think? They have aliens. Like, remember in Independence Day, like, do you think there's aliens in the those little capsule things? Look, all I'm saying is the general physical description or image of an alien uh -huh. 
fairly similar. Now, granted, in movies nowadays, they're kind of getting a little crazy with what they look like. But over the years, they've all been fairly similar. Do you think someone just just came up with that idea, like the big head and big eyes one day? Or did they see it? And that's what inspired them to start creating them that way. Easton, do you believe in aliens? I uh, I just watched E.T. for the first time last night, and that got me thinking. <laughs> I, I believe in them. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, I, I've been reading a lot of stuff about how, like, there are extraterrestrial life forms here, but they're probably like microscopic and it's like bacteria and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't count. That's that. boring. I want stuff yeah, that flies spaceships, no. but, um, I don't know. I, I, I've watched the ancient alien show a couple of times and, uh, that's full of crap. That's full, that one's full that, of crap. That I find extremely problematic. Cause it's like, Hey, can't, can't people just have built the pyramids. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, They've probably shown up at some point and then bailed because we're such a low life form. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there's a, and again, talk about movies. There's a movie called Contact and they had a quote in that movie that if you look up out in the night sky and see all those planets, it would be such a waste of universe to only have humans, you know? So right. there's got to be something exactly. else. It'd be, well a cra- it'd be a crazy theory to think that we're alone mm-hmm. it'd be appropriate that earthlings would be so narcissistic narcissistic that we're like not nah, we're the only ones <laughs> we're the best um danielle girl's perspective do you believe in aliens 100 percent. there's a whole yes. galaxy out there and we haven't even explored every part of it like right. of course there are do you think there's humans on other planets like light years away I don't think humans. I don't think people that are exactly like us but i feel like the other planets have their own version of a human that's so crazy. I know. And like those other humans in the other planets are like, I wonder if there's other people like us, mm-hmm. you know? I just want to know. Do you think the president knows or people in the office know if there's other life out there? Like someone in NASA knows, you know, like somebody, somebody in that organization definitely knows. I bet you the president has like some, he has to have some kind of intelligence. That's the first thing I would ask well. if I was president. <laughs> the first thing no, no, I wouldn't care about anything else First debriefing All right. Are there aliens Bob Aliens Yes or no No Bullshit Take me to Area 51 Get Air Force One up here Let's go Maybe like uh, Sir there is no aliens <laughs> What You're lying to me Someone make me an alien hard. Yeah No that would be I think I'd be Do you believe in abductions That's an interesting one mm, I don't know I don't believe in that. No? No. Hmm. I don't believe that people are getting butt probed and... Butt probed. All that. I don't know. Maybe that's how humans learned about anal sex. Who knows? Oh, my God. Easton, you're about to say something. Did you get butt probed? Uh, I mean, well, hey, you know, we all have wish lists and dreams and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we, can all, we can all hope. Uh, I just watched in that there's that new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Um, Is that good? And they, they did... It, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the, the old one got crazier, but um, they, they did a thing about aliens and there was a case in the seventies oh, where in like, um, I think it was Ohio and like an alien craft allegedly entered the atmosphere. And like, there was like four different people in this like County that all saw the same thing, but they didn't know each other and they were like miles apart. So that got me thinking and I was like, Oh man, maybe that, maybe that's real. But then, like, we did, you know, my wife and I did some research, and one of the other guys has had a lot of alien encounters. And mm. <laughs> sometimes I think, like, oh, okay, well, 
maybe this guy just another Tuesday for him. Exactly. Exactly. Like he, he yeah. claimed he had been brought aboard and like experimented on and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't, I feel like if they're going to abduct people, they'll probably just kill them when they're done. You know, like I don't think they're going to yeah. like abduct people and put them back. Like, I know that's kind of harsh, but that's just, yeah. if, if I'm being pragmatic, I think that's what would happen. Yeah. I feel like that's that abductions are a little movie mm-hmm. yeah. skewed, but I do believe that there is life out there. I do believe, I believe in ghosts. I believe in supernatural. I believe in all that. Do you believe in ghosts? Define ghosts. I I believe in spirits. Do you believe that something could be haunted by a a spirit? Because in a sense, that's a ghost, right? Yeah. I say that counts. Yeah. As much as that scares me no what like you don't believe in it like scary movies like ghost movies uh-huh. like that stuff will scare me only because it's jumpy <laughs> but no i'm um, gonna haunt your ass if i die before you <laughs> then i i will if you die before me i will believe in ghosts <laughs> oh you better believe it when you go sip a water i'm gonna smack it out of your hand <laughs> You go on a date, I'm going to trip you. <laughs> Make me look like an idiot. Pull out my chair from under me. Yeah. I'm going to really F with you. All right, Patrick Swayze. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, Okay, I know we got a little off topic, but that was a great one. I mean, I don't even know what topic we were on, but that... No, that just was... aliens. It's just, you can go down a rabbit hole. Oh, it's so good, though. Um, But we have um Sarah Landry, who's coming on the show today, and um, she's beautiful. She's um very... Body positive. Um, inspirational story. Yeah, very inspirational sure. story. And um, so, yeah, so we're going to have her on, but let's first take a break. It's spring break time, and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids' busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, so there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman, and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach. I loved the aftertaste of the, um, they had a lemon or a mint one, and I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. 
Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next. And I stayed on budget. Oh, I love Quince so much. Listen, they've got cashmere sweaters and matching sweats and they are so comfy. I have now two cashmere sweaters um, and I just got the matching sweats because that's how cozy they are. And the quality of them is incredible. Cannot say enough about Quince. Quince has incredible and affordable items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Jana for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Jana to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Jana. Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Hi. how are you? Um, I'm Jana. This is my husband, Michael. Hello, hello. Um, you guys, so excited. We have Sarah Landry joining us on Wind Down. Sarah, I've been stalking you on Instagram for quite some time. Really? Get out. Really just love <laughs> you. awesome. I, I love a good online crush. Like, do you ever go down that where you like find somebody or like, I need to, un I need to unpack everything and you just go. So, and all of a sudden you're like, now it's gotten awkward. Cause you get that to that point where you accidentally like something from like three years yes. ago. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. Like I'm, Definitely. I've been going deep cause it's like, you know, I've, um, I've definitely, um, seen you on some of my other friends podcasts and I was like oh like what's her situation she's beautiful and I want to like know more about you and um and and then I kind of started to like deep dive and well first of all congratulations because you're pregnant yay thank I you yeah um <laughs> but why don't you fill in um our our listeners kind of your journey because you also have a podcast as well but um mm -hmm. you know you're just you're very body positive um I appreciate you for that and I also appreciate too something that I've learned from my stalking is you know you you're divorced and how you almost didn't think that you were worthy of love um after that and I just I love just kind of the journey that you've been on to now this what seems like an Instagram perfect relationship so <laughs> I know that it probably is just so perfect right <laughs> 
Oh, always. Aren't they all? Aren't all relationships like permanent honeymoon? No, but like that's, it's kind of funny because I actually do really love social media now. I, I have my moments with it like any relationship, but I started 12 years ago blogging in the pits of motherhood. I had two toddlers. I was living six hours away from my family and felt isolated. And blogs started to become this thing. And I really started to get feeling like I wasn't so alone. And it was just by connecting with other stories, by seeing other women do these things. But it was always about your houses and about your kids and all of these things around you. It wasn't really about us yet. And then Instagram happened and I was now three times postpartum. I've been overweight since I was 12. So all of a sudden these selfies that everyone was doing was highly uncomfortable for me. And I didn't want people to see my body. I had done a very good job at like hiding myself behind my kids in almost every existence I could. So when Instagram came about and that started to be a thing, my answer to it was, well, I'll just lose weight and then I'll feel better about myself. That's the story we're sold. And that's the story that seems to be perpetuated for my entire life. And I think I didn't realize that this is something that a lot of people have experienced that we always just assume to be in a thin body is to be in a happy body is to be in a happy relationship with yourself. But I didn't have access to proper nutritional guidance. I didn't have a gym membership or anybody kind of guiding me in a fitness journey. I had no money, I had no access to a second vehicle. I was a stay-at-home mom of now three kids. And all I could do was download an app, which told me to eat what basically a toddler should eat and to exercise as much as I possibly could. So when I started to lose weight, Instagram loved me for it and I was so celebrated for it. And I ended up losing a hundred pounds quite rapidly and it was, it, and I was so, so proud of that, but there was this dark cloud kind of around all of it because first of all, this picture perfect home that I was talking about and this family I was showing was actually crumbling. We were about to get divorced after 11 years. I was moved into my mom's house, my mom and dad's house. So living with your parents at 30 with three kids, no job, no money. I didn't even have my own bank account. And guess what? I've now lost over a hundred pounds. I'm underweight. I'm struggling with disordered eating and I'm still anxious about my body. I still don't love my body. I still am in this place where I'm hiding behind my kids in pictures, where I'm not wanting to go out and exist in the world because of my body. And so it was kind of at the rock bottom of things. And while people are often like you hear rock bottom and it sounds like the worst thing ever, I kind of looked at it like there's only one way up. This is a complete rebuild and we're going to have to do this entirely different than what I've done before. I'm going to have to actually learn how to eat to nourish my body. I'm going to learn how to love my body in a way that is in action and not in feeling. And I'm going to have to start going through life in this really vulnerable way. And I started showing up as that online and everything kind of went from there. So yeah. Where are you at now with, um, with, you know, now that you're pregnant are, do you, is it something where, did you obsess about your weight or was it this, was it the food or what, what made you, um, what did you do when you went down that path? It was weird. Cause I, I probably should have gotten some proper help, but I'm a little bit of a DIYer this way. And that had been what I kept doing. And I honestly, at the time didn't really have 
the money. I was going through a divorce. All my money was going to a divorce and to rebuilding my life. To think of paying for caring for myself on top of that wasn't something that I even explored. But through enough conversations, I realized that even if I wasn't ever formally diagnosed with an eating disorder, I knew what I was doing was wrong. I knew that the only reason I was ever exercising was because I was trying to burn off something I ate. I never had this attitude around food where I felt safe with it. I always felt scared of it. I always felt anxious around it. Like it was a good, it almost like you create moral values. Like, and we do, sometimes we talk about good foods and bad foods. And I really had created moral values around food. So if I ate something that was in the bad category, I felt morally wrong. Like I, I hadn't robbed any stores or like hurt anybody, but it felt morally wrong. So I really had to start detaching myself from a lot of these narratives and kind of unlearnings that I kind of gone through. And I had to do things like really hard things, which were like releasing control by getting rid of all the scales in our house, which was one of the hardest things to do because even while I was like in this like recovery zone, I was still weighing myself every day. And based on that number, I was treating myself differently and I was treating myself as if I was a good person or a bad person mm -hmm. or that I was having a good day or a bad day based on that or whether I would reward my body or punish my body that day. So I really definitely had like this very like rude awakening because I almost had to step into everything I was afraid of, which was actually eating food to nourish my body and to eat food full again, like to eat till I was actually full, not going to bed hungry anymore, which is something I'd gotten really used to doing and, um, exercising in ways that I loved, not because I, not because I hated my body to actually start moving for reasons that were like for my mental health to start blocking that little spot on the exercise bike that showed how many calories I burned and allowed it to be an actual experience with it. But that's not to say that it's easy. I don't, and, and, and I think this is what's really hard is when you talk about body confidence and you talk about, you know, recovery from a lot of these things, everyone thinks you just wake up one day and suddenly you just love your body. And there has like, there are moments where I'm like, all right, like I feel really good in this, or this is a great day. I'm feeling really fine. But the majority of days you don't love your body, you act in love. And I think that this is something that we've twisted with love in general. If you look at every relationship in our relational world, we don't like, we understand like even romantic relationships or in marriages, you don't wake up with butterflies in your stomach every day, but you wake up respecting each other. You wake up doing these little things that are tangible acts of love. But for ourselves, when we talk about self-love, we still expect it to be this like butterflies feeling like, oh, I just love what I look like. Therefore, I feel so good and confident to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that whole narrative kind of holds us back because then we're always waiting until we are blank, until like we are that after, until we're deserving of that job or pitching that book or starting that whatever it is we want to do or going to the beach with our kids, whatever that might be. It really can kind of hold us back. So now I'm pregnant and I had to have to gain weight. And it's been, even when I talk about food for fuel and exercise, because I love it, I got so sick around week eight that I went from, I was like on an exercise, like I hit some of my personal goals with fitness that week. 
And it just like, I crashed. I got so, so sick. I wasn't able to exercise for six weeks. I couldn't eat anything except for like plain mashed potatoes. Like not even like nicely mashed potatoes, instant mashed potatoes. Like so the That's real, the, you know, like the Idahoan, like, yeah, it was just, I had a whole like Betty Croft. I was doing samples. I was trying to find my perfect mashed potato. But these are things that I was always like, these are my side dishes and it's the only thing I can survive on. So mentally, I was still recognizing how much I had to unpack a lot of these food fears and this fitness stuff, but somehow also recognizing that the reason I was allowing myself to be this way is because it no longer was about me. I was still doing it because I'm now like, my body is now vessel carrying something else and I'm caring for something else. So therefore now I'm allowed to give myself a break. Now I'm allowed to create boundaries. Now I'm allowed to eat those damn mashed potatoes. So, I mean, I'm still in it. I think I'm, I think it will be a lifelong journey of learning how to love myself and not be so afraid of everything and just showing up exactly how I am, even in the ebbs and flows. So with that being said, Sarah, did you, when you first found out you're pregnant, obviously, you, you know, you're overwhelmed with excitement. Did that part of you with how hard you've worked over the last several years to, to kind of get to that comfort level with your body and lose that weight, did some of those anxieties kind of come back up? You're like, oh my gosh, I've been working so hard to change my body. Now it's gonna be changing out of my control. Like, where were those feelings at? Yeah. And because I mean, the last time I had kids, like all my babies were born before I was 25. So my postpartum started at a really young age. I'm 35 now. This is an entirely different game. And I've been actively trying to not focus so much on my body. And yet now it's the one thing that is so rapidly changing. I can't even stop it. So I think I really thought that I was in a much better place, but I would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't really afraid. I wasn't really terrified of some of these old feelings coming up. I think my biggest fear with it isn't necessarily how my body changes, is how my mind might start to betray me in the sense of feeling like I'm no longer worthy of showing up, buying that outfit that I really wanna wear, going out socially again, and going back to a place of holding myself back. I recognize that like my body will ebb and flow like that's just how life is. It always will be. And so really kind of giving myself that grace, but also trying to really push myself beyond just being a body. And how can I, within these changes that will inevitably happen and come, how can I keep showing up? How can I keep being confident for things that have nothing to do with my body and just showing up in that over and over again? So I think that was like some of my most challenging thoughts in the beginning. For sure. Now, have you, with all the following that you have with with your whole journey, have you noticed men also reaching out to you with about their pot, their body issues or their you know mental aspects around it? Yeah, and it's funny because men are very quiet. They don't want to comment publicly because they feel like it's not their place, right. which is really sad. I, I actually almost always get them in my DMs more than anything, and. Their, their struggles are very different, but we've actually seen that it's on the rise more than ever. There's now boys are getting just as susceptible to eating disorders as girls with the rise of TikTok and these younger bodies being pushed to get really, really jacked at a young age, which is like not exactly healthy for them either. We're starting to see more boys and men coming into body dysmorphic thoughts and eating disorders and 
eating disorders being on the spectrum of anywhere from binge eating, overeating, all the way to like fitness obsession, which is like orthorexia, which is you're overdoing everything. So I've, I've definitely seen a rise in it, but it's unfortunate that men feel often excluded from the conversation or that it is a women's conversation. Because I, I think that even looking and knowing the stats, we know that even if it's more of a women's issue, it's still everybody's issue. It's still something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And it just maybe manifests in different ways. But like my husband definitely has struggled with his body, but he's a little bit more passive with it. It's a, it's a bit of a quicker recovery for him as opposed to someone like me who just suddenly wants to burn her entire wardrobe and I have a bit of chip on my shoulder for the day. Yeah, It, it kind of plays out a bit different. That's so true because even like during quarantine and I'm kind of the same with you, Sarah, where if I step on a scale, if it's a certain number, I'm like the happiest person ever. I'm just like so nice and I'm like, oh my gosh, and I have like an extra glass of wine that night or whatever. If yeah. I'm over what my normal number is, I will literally starve my body in a very unhealthy way where it's like, I won't eat anything. I won't drink wine. I won't do this. I won't do that. And I'm going to like run harder the next day or it, it becomes such an unhealthy habit, um, which I'm trying to like change where I don't look at the actual number and I look at, okay, what muscles, because I have been like working out more of, okay, what muscle am I, you know, fat am I burning and muscle am I gaining? But it's so tough. But like when Michael, you know, he looks in the mirror and he's like, Oh, I got some love handles. And like I could never say that. I would I would I you know, when I do, I'm, I I go down a the the darkest rabbit hole ever and starve myself and he's he goes in the kitchen. He's like, oh, "I got love handles." And he eats another donut. And I'm like, "How do you do that?" Yeah. Like, give me that like whatever that yeah. is. Like I I would want it. My husband loves to say, he's like, you know what? I gain and I lose about 30 pounds a year, but that's because I really love beer in the summer. And then I just work it off in the winter, <laughs> but it's like, they just kind of have this like whatever attitude about it. And so I don't know with women, what it is with us that causes us to feel a little bit more pressure with it. But I love what you said about fitness as well. That's one of the reasons I started weight training because it was the first time I stepped into fitness where it was like, we actually don't want you to lose weight. We want you to gain it. Oh, and no. it actually got it, your measurable success was no longer what your body looked like. It was what can you lift and to watch your body change and actually gain weight, but you're getting stronger was such an empowering feeling. And one of the first times that I felt truly free from a lot of the things that the maybe negative thoughts that fitness had given to me as well. But I, I think that men are, are absolutely a part of this conversation, if not for themselves, then as allies to women, just to even understand why it is that we've maybe been walking backwards out of bedrooms and why we have no touch zones on our bodies and, and how to unpack the fact that women really do feel ornamental. We feel like that's what our role is a lot of times. And, and how can we kind of step away from that and recognize And my, my biggest exercise I try and do for myself is when I look at the people in my, in my life, the people I love, when I name the top five things I love about them. And you can think about, you can start to easily pull what these things are. When you think about your mother, your sister, your best friend, your husband, your whatever it is, rarely 
does their body land on the top of that list? It's not even in the top five. You wouldn't say, I love my husband because he's got great abs and a nice ass. You'd say, I love the, he takes care of me on a bad day. I love the way he hugs. I love, like for my husband, I love that when we're in a room full of people and there's one person alone, he takes time for that one person. I love that he has a way of making me laugh when all I'm doing is crying or brings um, some sort of a steady calmness to my irrational thinkings. I wouldn't say, oh, I just love the way his ass looks in a pair of jeans. That's not why I love him. But yet we ourselves think that our value in relationships is ornamental, that it is in the way that we look all the time. And a lot of times what happens is the way we look impacts the way we feel, which impacts the way we treat ourselves, which impacts the way we show up in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what has been really interesting is actually watching our relationship, our marriage get stronger because even while I was gaining weight, recovering from disordered eating, because it actually meant we were having better sex because I was getting more intimate and allowing like having less no-go zones and actually enjoying myself that I was actually not just like keeping a shirt on going backwards out of a room trying to hide myself but actually being present in a relationship and so we actually experienced that you know what it's not about that it's about bringing your best self to things all the time but bringing your real self as well no I love that and I you know because your bird's papaya on Instagram, but where'd you come up with that name, by the way? I've always wondered that. So <laughs> it's a bit funny because back in like 12 years ago, when everyone started blogs, they all had like a really cute name. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled it from my daughter's nicknames. I had just my two girls at the time and their nicknames are Gemma, Birdie and Maya Papaya. Aww. But it, I thought at some point that's I would cool. like drop it, but it's been, it, that's just what it's been forever. It's kind of stuck with it. Same with the podcast. I like, I called it the papaya podcast just as like a, a joke. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm naming it. I'll figure it out later. Let's just call it the papaya podcast for now. Then we'll like switch it up. And now I'm like, yeah, we're the, it's been the papaya podcast for a year and a half. No, so it, like, yeah, we're here now. This is what we're doing. It's branded. It's you. I love it. And you know, I love the photos yeah. that you you post to um, with, you know, the body positive and showing your body and showing, because there's so many times where, you know, I know a lot of women who have looked at photos and there's a, even one just the other day that I took and I was like, oh, can't post that one. Like I like, look, I have cellulite or I, I look like I might, you know, someone be like, are you pregnant? Like, it's like no. you're, I'm so conscious of the, the comments or the, the hate that might come from it. And with you, it's like, you're just so you embrace it and you, you, you just own it and you, it's beautiful. Like it truly is. It's great to see, you know, you just like embracing it and, and do the comments ever, like, I hope that people aren't mean, but do people say crappy things? Of course they do. Of course they do. But usually when I'm reposted on a different page, it's not often on my own page, but to be honest, it kind of gives me my fire in my belly again. It reminds me why I do what I do, because the fact is many of us aren't existing in our worlds and in our lives and in our own opportunity at memories. How many moms aren't going to the beach with their kids or having those memories with their families because of how they look like that's a tragedy that needs to end. But what I recognized is that it's kind of like that saying, once you tell a secret, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with me. I don't love posting pictures of my cellulite. I have never fallen in love with my stretch marks. I respect them. Mm -hmm. That's frankly all it is. It's a matter of respect. And so I've learned that when I share something, 
if I share it, it now no longer has this power over me. If I'm now openly sharing that, you know what, I'm a human being with actually functioning body that, you know what, did its actual job to stretch and expand like it was supposed to do. That's something that naturally occurring on my body, especially because I've lost weight being a little bit more prominent, like cellulite exists on my skin, doesn't, isn't a, isn't a negotiating fact whether or not I show up in the world. And so really recognizing, and it really happened for me that the more I saw other women kind of showing up in their bodies, I felt better about showing up in mine. So I don't do it to kind of like coat my own ego. I do it because I understand that shame lives in these places. It lives in dark places. And if we can just see it in somebody else, if we know that other women are doing this, I didn't know that other women had stretch marks on their stomach like mine until like three years ago. So of course I was covering them in shame. Of course I felt bad about what I looked like. But now, three years later, it's common for me. I don't even feel anything weird about it. And not only that, but everyone in my relational world has now seen these photos. So what do I, what am I doing? Like feeling like I need to cover up or feel shame about it anymore. I feel free. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love you, Sarah. Yeah. And I love what you just said about (laughs) just because you have it doesn't mean you have to like it. Like you respect, you respect it. It doesn't mean you have to fall in love with with aspects of your body or whatever that you may not like. So that's that's amazing. You're definitely empowering men and women all over the country. So yeah. thank you so much for what you do, Sarah. You're amazing, Sarah. I thank love you, you and everyone should go listen to the Papaya podcast and follow her at um, Bird's Papaya, The Bird's Papaya on Instagram. The Bird's Papaya. The Bird's oh, yeah. Papaya. Um, you're the best. I love you. Thanks for being you. And I took a lot from this. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you guys okay. so, so much. It was lovely. Thanks. Have a great one. Thank Bye, you. guys. See ya. She's awesome. Love what she said about shame. Love what she said about the respecting your body. I think that was a great message for everyone to hear. Yeah. Respecting it doesn't mean you have to like everything about it. Amen to that. Love it. All right. Let's take a break and then let's read an email. It's spring break time and I know I can't wait for the week off from school and the kids busy schedules. I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. Look, hiring is hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit expresspros.com to let the pros help you. Express is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. 
Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area. So when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year. And they can help you too. Just go to expresspros.com. Each Express Employment Professionals location is locally owned and operated, backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an Express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful, so go to expresspros.com to find the location near you. At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real, whole, recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in Every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. All right, so let's take an email um, from Alex. Can I can I read the email, Jana? Would that be okay? Please. Easton, I would love if you read the email. I, the, these last few weeks, I haven't been able to be part of the podcast. I've just been sitting in my room alone, just reading emails out loud to, to nobody <laughs> or sometimes my wife. And probably having to edit me read them because <laughs> I always stumble over the emails. No, <laughs> stop, honey. You're great. Don't. You, don't you have that. a beautiful reading voice, Mike. I'm, I'm really excited to hear that audiobook, by the way. Uh, so here, this is from Alex. I'm having a hard time because my boyfriend and I were long distance for two years. And when he got a job promotion in San Francisco, we decided for me to move in, which is seven hours away from home. We were very happy. And as I was trying to get a job there during a pandemic while he was still going into work every day, I was lonely and bored and I kept great care of the apartment and finally made friends and I got a job. We were having some small, silly fights at the very end, but nothing I didn't think we couldn't handle. All of a sudden, he told me I should move out and go back to my parents' house. He said it'd take all the time I need, but I was so furious, I packed all my stuff and left within the hour. He called me a week later, explaining how miserable he is without me. And after he drove to me, we talked, and I decided to give him another chance. However, I am doubting that this is the best choice for me. I love him so much, and I want to be with him, but I don't know how to trust him again. I worry that he doesn't respect me because he kicked me out after I moved all that way, and he claimed that he needed to put all of his energy into work. He swears and promises there was no other women involved in any of this, and I believe that. But I worry we will find our way back to each other, and then he'll randomly leave me again. Is there anything to be done? I think your fear is valid. Like uh, her fear is—it's um, not validated. It's um, how do I say that? Where it's—I get her fear justified that it would happen again. Yeah, yeah, justified. I feel like your fear. Yeah, your fear. Your fear is definitely justified. I get that. Um, I would say, cause you know, in situations where like, how hot I know they're not going to do it again, or I've, you know, I've moved on my way and I've done all this. It's like, sometimes people mess up and sometimes people need a second chance. And sometimes it's hard to give that second chance because you're always going to wonder like, when will it happen again? Well, here's the deal. You can even, you can either live that way and say, when will it happen again? Or you can live with what would have happened if I stayed? 
would it have gotten better? Would we have worked out? So in my mind and kind of how I've always thought, especially just, you know, from my own situation with us is, babe, it's like, I'd rather, what can I live with? I could rather to myself say, what would it have been like if I stayed? And then if something happens and it's like, well, then I can check that one off and then I can, mm-hmm. you know, be fine and leave. You're Does more, that make sense? Yeah, you have more peace of mind knowing yeah. that you gave it. If you still have that feeling in there of giving it another chance. Right. Then if it happens again, then you're like, okay, bye. All right, this sucks. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Definitely understand that. Me, um, <clears throat> how I would approach it is y'all need to talk about boundaries mm-hmm. because you know, don't sit there and try to pry at what the reasoning was or whatever, because I just don't think it's worth trying to pry that out of him if he's, if he doesn't want to talk about it. But if you set boundaries, cause you, you decided to take him back or give him another chance. So you've done that. That's done and over with now set boundaries, be like, okay, I'll, I'll move back up there, but you know, you can't do what you did before. You can't just kick me out. Um, if you're f- having feelings of just having to focus on work or issues with me being there, let's talk about it. Like there needs to be like a, a hierarchy of, of events that need to happen before y'all physically separate out of whatever your li- living situation is. So you can't, he just, he can't have that right or power just to come home and be like, move out, go back to your parents seven hours away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So y'all just need to have that conversation and be like this, that isn't an option. We have to talk about it. And there have to be steps that get us to that point. Yeah, for sure. If you're serious about this. For sure. You just set real clear boundaries. Yeah. I, th- I think when you say like that's not an option, it's like that almost like might scare the person. Like you have to be with me forever. No, 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 no. I, no yeah, yeah. I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. It's. I know what you're saying, but I just want to make sure it's clear. Yeah, it's it's not an option to handle it in that manner sure there's got to be i mean how old are they it sounds young so they got to have a conversation you're young you're young yeah create some boundaries you're young adults talk about it no one should be able to be able to just come home and say move out i agree yeah okay all right well it's thundering outside right now so um i think uh I think it's time to just snuggle up <laughs> yes music to my ears um all right guys you're the best everyone have a safe healthy and happy week see you bye discover the rich smooth taste of matcha love made with real japanese matcha perfect for hot or cold brewing Matcha is rich in vitamin C, catechins, EGCGs, and L-thionine. Enjoy a delicious matcha latte or smoothie with this convenient green tea powder made from Japan's treasured matcha, finely milled from high-quality green tea leaves. Get 25% off all matcha love products on Itoen using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at I-T-O-E-N.com. Available on Amazon and Itoen.com.
You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 